bullying. Everyone is familiar with this. Everyone has experienced this in one way or another. The definition according to stopbullying.gov is, quote, unwanted aggressive behavior among school-aged children that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. The behavior is repeated or has the potential to be repeated over time. Bullying includes actions such as making threats, spreading rumors, attacking someone physically or verbally, and excluding someone from a group on purpose, end quote. The National Education Association reports that bullying affects one in three American school children in grades 6 to 10, 83% of girls and 79% of boys report experiencing harassment. Six out of 10 American teenagers witness bullying once a day. Maybe it might look like this. I'm Albert Liao. Uh, I'm uh, a fourth year uh, currently. I'm majoring in material science engineering. So back in middle school, like the eighth graders were always like pick on the seventh graders. I, didn't, I never understood why, but uh, that's just how it worked. And so like it was particularly like apparent in uh, in PE and like, especially in the locker rooms because uh, before you like go into middle school, you're like elementary school, you still wear like you know. This might get kind of like raunchy, but you still wear, you know, tighty whities and so you get to middle school, and you know, you wear tighty whities to the locker room, but then when you get there, you find out that, oh, the eighth graders, like, they wear boxers, and then since you don't wear boxers, they make fun of you, and then, ah, tighty whities and all that stuff. Really immature and, like, super annoying, because I was like, oh, what the heck? Like, just because I'm not wearing the right type of underwear, like, you gotta make fun of me. From KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, this is Convos at the Counter, where we bring you real storytelling from real people in our local community. I'm Angela Gao. Today we have our seventh episode, episode seven, Sticks and Stones. Just a disclaimer, before we start, the views and opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information, head on over to KUCI.org. Here's our first guest, Hi, my name is Oliver. I'm a fourth-year biological sciences major. Yes, there are not enough of us. <laughs> and I am a proud member of SWORD at UCI. Shameless plug, it's those weird people in Aldrich Park who fight with foam sticks and beat each other senseless. But it's actually a lot of fun, so yeah, you should try it sometime. So I've actually been on both sides of the spectrum, um, both the victim and the bully. So I'll start with being the being the victim first. Um, in elementary school, I, like many other students, had um, crooked teeth, and I had braces um, put into my mouth and. That was kind of um, an easy thing to make fun of um, on the playground. Uh, I'm just minding my own business. And then all the popular people would come over and say, hey, train tracks. And that would make me feel really sad because I don't want to be judged just because I have these temporary adjustments to my dental whatever but <laughs> so so you mentioned like all the popular kids would come and like look down on you like so so can you kind of like describe that dynamic how how it was for you 
Well, it was pretty much established whether you were popular or not by how athletic you were. Yay! Um, that was pretty much um, how you kind of made it or bro uh, broke it by how you did in PE and whether uh, you're the team captain and like the best player and uh, if you weren't then you would be the kid or plural kids who would be last pick and just kind of spit upon not literally but um, figuratively yeah um, so the trend was basically the the more athletic kids would look down on the ones who weren't Right. And everyone would kind of rally behind those kids. Yeah. Um, and I think this would be a good point or a good, yeah, good place to talk about uh, how I myself was a bully because uh, you mentioned how you, the other people kind of, when they see that someone's getting uh, beat upon, like everyone kind of just bandwagons upon that. And so there is this this kid in my I want to say third grade class, and he he was uh, an immigrant. I'm pretty sure he didn't speak English the best, and he looked what at the time the standard was dorky, um, and just didn't dress like the rest of us. Let's see, he had short hair, he had large glasses, and let's see, his clothes, probably picked out by his parents, a skinny Asian boy um, that just, again, going back to how athletic you are, just suggested that this person was going to be a, I guess, a nobody, or be just prime for being picked upon. And so he kind of got a lot of um, a lot of flack just for being who he was. For myself, um, I was also a awkward, skinny Asian boy. But there happened because this new kid came in, the attention was drawn away from me and from others of my kind. So we were, oh gosh, like we were just like jumped on the opportunities like yes like it's finally not me who's being insulted and so we kind of just went along with it and um it was it was rather sad because i remember like um when he was like walking through the the tables the rows like we would uh kick him and then people would write uh, post-it notes saying like mean things and then putting it on his back when he wasn't looking. I feel like I honestly feel like if I ever met him again I would need to apologize because I have no idea what kind of emotional damage I've done to him. But like I remember I think at the end of the very first day that he came he was actually crying at the end of the class. Um, and like the the teacher, um, the teacher was just 
trying to comfort him and just saying how rotten the other kids were. And I was just kind of standing off to the side witnessing this and just feeling pretty, pretty horrible. Um, but still, even still, like at that moment, I was like, I still can't help but feeling thankful that I had a moment to get the center of attention off of me. Did you relate to him? Um, I think if I thought about it, I definitely could have related to it, but I think I was comfortable not relating to him so that I could alienate him as much as possible and make it as comfortable for me to bully him along with the other students. So I think, or from hearing it at least, um, it sounds like when this happens to kids, it's like the kid who is is always picked on suddenly they have his his enemies have another person to pick on and he wants to get out of that spot as soon as yeah. possible and yeah. the fastest way to get there is by joining the people that that's probably it this is actually going it's reminding me of my my current ge class i'm taking right now that's talking about how uh for the european immigrants to become accepted by the majority white back when like all the European immigrants were coming over to America. When they came over and weren't accepted, something that scholars say helped them join the white majority was to acknowledge white supremacy and to just kind of establish black inferiority. Mm. And having this kind of common bond, if you will, um, help them become accepted. Right. And I think that's quite similar to what was going on there, was that yeah. I was actually uh, hoping that, you know, if like I'm doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, people accept me. I can kind of hop up the social ladder. So when you were being picked on, uh, how did you, how did you react or treat the people that, you know, were being mean to you? I did my best to ignore them, but I didn't have the highest self-esteem, so it, it kind of wore on me. But I, <laughs> I did my best to, I guess, just think of reasons why they were doing this. Like maybe they're having a bad day or something. They don't actually dislike me. I just happen to be there or something like that, though. That's probably a bunch of... It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> really optimistic. <laughs> In high school, kind of like what Albert was saying, um, there's always the kind of awkward, like, your wardrobe needs updating kind of phase. I remember one day... Um, I didn't have my P white t-shirt and so in its place um, my dad gave me his uh, wife beater which was like kind of it was like skin tight and a bit like see-through and it's just like the most awkward thing a junior high student could wear to 
physical education class. <laughs> oh my gosh. To reiterate, I'm a jerk. Um, so I remember there is this after school program, not like a program, just like a, a daycare. That's what it was, a daycare. This is in elementary school again. Okay. It's a bad apple in elementary school. <laughs> again, there was um, an immigrant. Um, this time he's um, a very uh, big, and when I say big, I mean he was overweight. He had an accent, again, didn't dress the same way as the rest of us did. And then also, like, he had, I don't know, like, he had a, a an extra little growth on his ear. By the way, I looked this up. The formal term for this is acrocordon, otherwise known as a skin tag. They're these little benign tumors or little bits of skin that stick out, kind of like a bump or a nodule. They're not dangerous, although you can get them surgically removed. Uh, that was like one thing in addition to the, all the other things I mentioned that uh, the other kids at the daycare uh, made fun of him about. And Karma, coming back to high school, he's the athletic guy. Uh, he's like doing weightlifting and like wrestling and stuff like that. And then I'm the guy, this, still the skinny Asian guy wearing this, this abominable piece of clothing. He, in, in physical education, PE. Um, yeah, he he has it, uh, has at it again, or not again, but just like it's his opportunity now to bully me, and um, yeah, I was pretty humiliated at the end of the day, um, but kind of asked for it. you say to the kids today who are being bullied just in general not specifically the ones that i bullied no the kids that are victims right now okay um i don't know if anything i could say has as much weight as something that their parents could say but i guess it's important that you have a good group of friends because you know there's always going to be people who don't like the way that you do blank insert blank here as long as you always have a group of people who accept you for who you are it doesn't matter like screw those guys um so yeah that's I, in my mind that's probably the most important thing oliver thanks for joining me today thanks for having me if you're just joining us, you're listening to Convos at the Counter here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Angela Gao. Today on the show, we're listening to people share their personal experiences with bullying, whether they were the victim or the perpetrator. Our next guest has instances of both. Um, so I'm, I was really socially awkward as a kid because I was, I mean, my life was school, and then I would come home, and then practice piano, and then eat dinner, and then do homework. And that was my life. And so I didn't really get much interaction 
between me and other people other than my family until in high school. And so in elementary school, I was like this weird kid um, who didn't know how to talk to people, who acted kind of strangely because, I don't know, it's just like I, I, I had no sense of social norms at the time. So what would that look like? Well, like, I can't really remember what exactly that looked like because this was in, like, what, second or third grade. I think I, they're either, like, repressed or I just don't <laughs> want to think about them or, like, I really just had no idea. But I do remember people would, like, give me weird looks when I said something. I often offended people even though I didn't mean to. Like, sometimes I would just talk to someone and they would get really mad and then they would tell the teacher and the teacher would be like, you can't do that. And I'm like, I can't do what? Like, I don't understand. When I got mad, oh, I also had no emotional regulation. So that didn't really help my case. Um, so when I got mad, I got mad. And I would get, like, really pissed off and then go off on, like, a rant. Uh, so, like, I felt really out of place most of my days at school. Didn't really fit in. Didn't really have that many friends. Um, so that was one thing that... Because I... I stuck out like a sore thumb, like I was that weird kid, and so obviously the weird kid gets picked on. And then everyone else jumps on the bandwagon, like Oliver was saying, and then just everyone just picks on me. I also, as a kid, I sometimes, I think if I ate food that had too much oil in it, like even if I ate fish and I didn't wipe my mouth carefully, like I would get like these rashes around my mouth. And so it was like these huge splotches of red that kind of covered my mouth and made me look like I had, I don't know, like... Really bad acne? It was like really bad acne, but they were like itchy bumps. They weren't actually pimples. Right. Yeah. And so people would look at me and be like, ew, like she has the cooties and like she's contagious. And well, I don't think we use the word contagious. I think it's like, oh, she's sick and she's gross. And so we have to like stay away from her. And so sometimes during recess, I would try to hang out with someone or a group of people and they would play keep away from me. And that was kind of, I guess, a form of bullying mm. when you play keep away from someone because they have the cooties. So how did you react to the people that were, were picking on you or isolating you? Anger. Because I didn't have emotional regulation, so I would lash out and get really angry. And then I would just get taunted more or get teased more, get bullied more. Were you ever, like, physically violent? Um, yes. In seventh grade, I was almost expelled for kicking a girl in the stomach. Um, because she just, I don't remember what it was. I think, I think we like wanted to use the same lanes. There were like these lanes that you could run in. Like they were kind of like, like, you know, like the, 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 the track where you like run four right. times and it's the mile outside, but it was just like one section, not the curvy parts and not the other side of the track, but just like that hundred meters. Uh -huh. So we got like a hundred meter track in the ground and there were like four but we both wanted to use the first one or something. There was some conflict over that. And so she got mad. I got mad. We started yelling at each other and then we started pushing each other. And then I was like, I've had enough. And so like I stuck my, I, I took, I think, I had a, my brother was taking 
martial art classes and I was watching him and so I kind of did like this sidekick sort of thing and I kicked her in the stomach and I remember she was wearing a white shirt and had a really dirty old shoe and it left an imprint in her stomach and she like staggered back and then her friends were like oh my gosh and they like ran to her and they're like you know like trying to comfort her and she was crying at the same time like they were like shooting me dirty glances and I was like ah and then so like I ran away and it turns out her mom was like a school official and so they found me and almost expelled me <laughs> oh wow yeah oh, fun times after my stomach kicking incident, my parents got really scared that I was going to do more crazy things in school and like punch and kick more people. And so they decided to move me to a new school in the middle of seventh grade. It was like this really small private school. I was always really good at math. I took a bunch of remedial math classes, not remedial, but it was like to get ahead. So if I was in sixth grade, I'd be learning like seventh or eighth grade math at like this outside tutoring center because my parents made me do it. And so I basically knew how to do all the math problems before they were ever introduced. And so there's this one time one of my classmates was having trouble with this math problem. And so I was trying to explain it to her and when she didn't get it, I was like, how can you not get it? It's so obvious. And then, so in a sense, I was kind of bullying her intellectually it wasn't like physical bullying but it was sort of just like like how come you're so stupid like i get this how come you don't get this sort of thing going on i remember she uh she ran out of the class crying and then me being the crazy uh i don't know what's socially acceptable or not person like was like why is she crying she's so weird and then the other girls were like oh my gosh like seraph you're so mean i was like i'm not mean and then yeah i was so you didn't realize you I, I didn't realize I was bullying and I was like, what did I say to make her cry and say anything? Like, I was just trying to teach her how to do this math problem. And then basically the teacher and the classmates who were around me had to explain to me like step by step, like, like look, this is what you did. And this wasn't nice. And it's like, she didn't understand. And instead of doing like s calling her stupid and saying it was so obvious and how come you can't get it? Maybe you could have tried to explain it again in a different way because not everyone you know, thinks the way you do, sort of thing. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's very difficult for kids who have been bullied to resist bullying. You know, like Oliver was saying, how like once they got out of it, they just jumped on the bandwagon and started bullying other people, even though they were bullied in the first place. And um, I don't know, I kind of equated to like, a kid seeing another kid drinking soda and like they pop the can and there's that of the carbonation and then they drink it and then there's that sigh that ah, of like satisfaction like wow that was so good that was so so good obviously if someone else puts a can of soda in front of a kid and goes no 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 don't drink it what do you think the kid's gonna do probably they're gonna drink it unless they have like amazing self-control right so it's kind of like that it's, it's like that soda can that they can't resist or what would you say to the kids today who are being bullied right now it sucks and i know how it feels um <laughs> and then i guess something that's really important is like a lot of people who get bullied this might 
this might be more towards I'm thinking more of like the LGBT community but like when people get bullied about you know because they're different it's important to be vocal about it to not keep it inside not to internalize it because when you internalize things I think that can potentially cause more damage than if you were to externalize it and maybe face repercussions from you know like the people that bullied you in the first place. Thanks for joining me today, Seraph. Oh, you're welcome for the third time. Thank you for always joining me. It's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> that was Seraph Lynn. She's a fifth year piano and performance major at UC Irvine and a regular contributor to the show. From these two stories, it sounds like a lot of kids who were teased or alienated or made fun of retaliated in some way or another, suggesting that, well, that saying, hurt people hurt people, seems to be true. Maybe it's inevitable. Well, here's a little something to give you hope in humanity. Remember Albert, who opened our show today with a short example of his own experience? You know, um, underwear discrimination. So did you, did you end up bullying people ever? When you were in 8th grader? Oh, okay. See, when I was in 8th grade, like, no, I didn't. That's the thing. It's like, my other, like, 8th grade friends, they, like, would bully others. And I was like, why are you guys doing this? It's like, doesn't make sense. Like, you know, I'd still, like, be, you know, chill with the 7th graders and stuff. But I wouldn't, you know, straight up bully them and stuff. That's our show today. We hope you enjoyed listening. Convos at the Counter is produced by me, Angela Gao. Special thanks today to our guests, Albert Liao, Sarah Flynn, and Oliver Yuan. To listen to this episode and all of our previous episodes, you can visit convosatthecounter.wordpress.com. We have a podcast up there where you can listen and download at your leisure. For more resource and citations of the statistics used in today's episode, please visit our website. This has been Convos at the Counter. Here on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine. Stick around for Off the Couch with Paul Osgood, coming up in a few. Thanks for listening. I'll be seeing you guys next week. Do you know?